Dr. Chetna, you had mentioned uh, about integrated care, uh, and there are many components to true integration. Could you elaborate on this word integration uh, as a follow-up to your introductory video? Because this is a very powerful word. You know, most people will go to a medical office, they'll see a medical doctor, they get medications, checkups, etc. But your vision is to go much beyond that. So if you could elaborate on what is integration for you as a physician and then beyond that also? Yeah, so um, in, it starts good. I mean, integrated care uh, starts with um, when the patient comes to you for the first time. You are asking them or getting a thorough history, which covers um, everything. Um, for example, you know, Things like, you know, um, social history is important. Um, it's, usually there's not much time to go into their detail about, you know, how they grew up and where they grew up and what they went through in their lives and everything. But you can come kind of get an idea about what is going on in short in their lives. And um, so, we, you know, that's part of it also to get an idea about what is going on there and then the rest of the history. So, um and that gives us a perspective about um, what might be going on with the person um, physically and where it's coming from. Um, initially, you want to start, even if somebody comes, for example, with a uh, stomach issue, you want to know how it started, where it started, when it started, and uh, does the person have any other problems the rest of the body but more than anything else when it started and how um, and to go back into their history in you know early on even as far as childhood and even further um, so that gives us an idea about how long this person has been going through and and even as far as um, what investigations are, have been done so far. Because in my field uh, lately, at least in the last few years, I've been seeing people with very nonspecific symptoms uh, have, been, have been through a lot of investigations and tests and you know CAT scans and MRIs and everything, and still not better. So which is why we have to look at it all around and say, uh, why are the body systems not working properly? And, you know, so it's more like that um, to firstly, fig, you know, kind of almost like a detective trying to really look into um, not just that system, but um, the whole body and say what could be affecting one or the other, each other. So the fact is that there are 11 physiological systems and they're all interconnected, correct? Absolutely. Could you talk a little bit, elaborate on what you mean by systems of the body, just as a background? So gastrointestinal system, respiratory system, cardiovascular system, neurological system, musculoskeletal system, um, endocrine, which is the hormonal system, then, um, you know, urological system, which is your, you know, um, nephro and neuro kind of go together, uh, which is more in terms of, you know, um, filtering and, you know, excretion and everything. Um, so, you know, those are all the main systems and there are little ones also, but uh, those are the ones mainly uh, which are, um, you know, which help us live our lives um, in perfect harmony. Um, so, so there is an interconnection and interlinkage of all these systems. Is that right? Absolutely. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to function. So there has, it's almost like 
like the whole body's communication system is through hormones. And hormones are not just reproductive hormones, which people talk about. It's hormones all over the body, starting from the brain till the, um, you know, end of the GI system. So there is different hormones which function for different um, systems and they they are connected to each other um, and that's why it's a messaging system so one messages to the other and that's why we talk about mind-body connection why because when things happen in the mind it is connected certain chemicals are secreted in the body certain neurotransmitters are secreted in the body and which affects the hormonal systems which is starting from the brain all the way up to the gut which is the intestine and that the reproductive system, the estrogen and progesterone, and the endocrine system, which is all the insulin, the pancreas, and everything. There are like 23 hormones in the GI system. So they're all connected and uh, to each other. So they affect one another. And that is why we have to look at it, like where did it originally start and what happened and how can we, um, you know, and the body is perfect. The problem is, when we do not know what are the things which cause the body to dysfunction um, <laughs> is a problem. Things like, for example, even your thoughts, which starts from positive and negative thoughts, which also release certain chemicals. Positive thoughts relieve positive chemicals and the negative thoughts secrete um, negative, you know, uh, I mean, not so desired chemicals, mm-hmm. which is yeah. why uh, the messaging system is disrupted or is um, not appropriate, which will send the wrong signals to the body to go into a dysfunctional mode. So are you saying that thinking positively or positive thinking impacts the actual uh, physiology of the body? Absolutely. Could you elaborate on that? peace because certainly we understand that we're alive there's you know there's blood flowing and we know those things but if you can elaborate on that please absolutely so when you have a positive thoughts there's positive chemicals you know um, secreted and that affects um your hormonal system um there are certain other neurotransmitters which are affected in the brain uh, which goes even up to the gut um so the gi dysfunctions for example let me give you an example i think it's hard to just yeah. randomly uh, generalize it um let's say um for example you have a you know thought like a stressful thought so which is making your stress hormones go up which is the adrenal gland which is two two small glands above your kidneys so we go in we can start with the extreme example like a fight or flight response when the, when there's a predator in front of you or a um somebody's you know coming to chase you so what happens in the body the body automatically knows that it goes into a survival mode so at this point none of it shuts off every other system in the body except the musculoskeletal system which gets the maximum energy because that's what's required to run away or fight and um, that's all there is. So your digestive system is not working on digesting your food, for example, at the time I'm absorbing and going to the bathroom or urinary system coming to say, now I want to excrete or detox and things like that. So what has happened is um, over time, unfortunately, in these days, when we say stress and chronic stress, there's no predator or there is no... F- 
you know, you know, a calamity in front of you, but the things which happened in pre, you know, in past, um, in, in their lives of people, uh, which have occurred, circumstances occurred, situation occurs, people tend to not let go of it and, you know, think about it. And what that happens is it brings on this huge whole uh, response like it did when the when the situation happened mm-hmm. and so this all the body does is the stress hormones go up so now the digestion takes a beating the same things processes happen and if you if there is something called a frozen state so when you are in that state and haven't moved or moved on to the next you know uh, um, healing mode which is the stress is down and you get to the healing mode then it goes on and on so every time the person thinks of this situation you bring out this whole stress response so the body over and over and over again goes through this stress mode which is not healthy for the body because if it stays in that mode, there is no healing which is happening. Mm-hmm. And so the body is forced, the rest of the body, the GI system, the respiratory system, the heart, the cardiovascular system is forced to adjust to this new um, equilibrium trying to be created to adjust to the, um, you know, the stress response. And so there's a mixed signal. So the, you know, there is the GI system secretes some hormones. It doesn't secrete some hormones. So the digestion is completely um you know, affected. And so even if the person is trying to eat the right foods, but it stays in that mode, it doesn't do exactly what it's supposed to. So in the same with other systems also. So that's why when you see people getting these issues of stomach problems, and they've done all the investigations possible and nothing's showing up, this is because it's a functional issue and we have to know where it's coming from. So that is what integrative care is all about, is not just looking at that particular system and saying, Oh, I did all the work for GI and then, you know, um, I don't know what's wrong with you. And that may be the truth. But if you look deeper and you find out and go further into the depth of uh, mind-body, of course, that's a field of its own. When you delve into it, you can find solutions, you can find tools which you can help patients with, which by implementing, they reduce the stress levels or they know how to react to stress or respond to stress differently so that this frozen state unfolds and comes to this healing phase when the body automatically knows what to do. And that is what we're trying to do here, not just stick, um, you know, to that one mode where you're saying, oh, nothing is wrong with you. That's only because you're not seeing anything wrong. The tests and the investigations only see what's, um, you know, physically wrong. And um, yes, ultimately the person may, you know, you may find something, but this is what we're trying to do is, before something is found like cancer or a tumor or uh, you know some other syndrome or anything develops you want to want them to work on where it's necessary where is the mind body connection so that this doesn't continue or starts healing you give an opportunity to the body to actually do its part mm-hmm. instead of interfering with it um you know uh, from your mind and the problem with this is the mind body connection is unconscious or subconscious so people don't know they're doing this this happens automatically without their knowing because they're not aware of every thought which comes through every impulse that comes through it just happens and over time it becomes a conditioning and um, so it's rewired in a different way. You don't realize. And and that time, people have had people saying, I feel anxious. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And because it, the whole body has adjusted to whatever was happening, mm-hmm. that acute stress phase. Mm-hmm. And now it's a different norm or a different equilibrium. You know, it's a very interesting uh, 
way to look at all of this, this integrated approach. Uh, an analogy would be someone who has a broken bone. They just break a bone. That's going to impact someone's emotions. So that's where the body damage or bodily damage impacts the emotional mental system. And then it goes the other way. The mental system damage, any kind of difficulty da damages the body. Would you say that that's the case? In Absolutely. So if somebody breaks a bone, yes, it's trauma to the m mental, emotional and the body. But the problem in that case is if the person um, is frozen in that emotional state of how the trauma occurred, yeah. then you're not giving the body the... Um, the environment um, to actually heal. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing these emotions again and again about the trauma occurring. So even though the person may go through surgery and the orthopedist may put the bones together with a plate, the healing doesn't happen because you don't allow and create that environment. So one has to release, let go, and there are certain techniques you can follow to get out of that mode. So you really give your body that you know that environment uh, or a um, you know um, a you know a space uh, where the body can actually heal because the body knows exactly what to do. You know we all think that as doctors you know we heal people. I don't think so. It's just giving the body as maybe as like for example the orthopedist will put the plate and screws mm -hmm. it's kind of supporting the body what to do and to say this is the way i want it to be but the rest of the healing the bone growth the new bone which comes there and the you know uh, everything the, happens only because the body knows what to do so it is you know amazing what how the body is made and it's actually very redeeming the fact that we don't have to do anything big the body already does it so we just have to create that space to let the body do without interfering with the mind so that's a very interesting point because it seems like there are some diseases disorders injuries that are really just physical in nature like you know like genetic problems and those kinds of things as opposed to some problems that are truly just psychological in nature. But you're defining the word healing in a much broader, in a little bit more of an interconnected way. You know, so could you differentiate between these three points? You've got someone who is just hurt physically somehow, or there's a physical problem, the problem is in the body, not in the mind. Then you've got another individual with the difficulty is more psychological, sociological, relational. There's that difficulty, which of course impacts the body. And then you've got an individual who's got some kind of a mixed difficulty that are, that's, you know, may, may have gone through like a post-traumatic um, stress problem, but there was also a physical injury with that. So there's a physical component and a psychological component. And I know these things are not separate like this. So maybe if you could differentiate that. And then in your differentiation, if you could talk about integrated care as per angel wing, as you were doing before, I know it's a little bit of a call, a little bit of a broad question, but I don't know, you can go with that the way you want. So, so other than acute trauma, um, really like where you, they need surgery to put it together and everything everything else in my opinion is all psychosomatic every single thing every syndrome you get except for some of the genetic you know congenital issues yeah. and you know things like that which people come with and you know babies buying you know having some syndromes and yeah. those are different but in general if you see anything over in the adulthood or late, i mean early adulthood uh, to geriatric age, this is all created by the mind. The mm -hmm. 
different why people get different illnesses and different diseases is that maybe because of predisposition of that person to whatever you know genetic predisposition of yeah. whatever diseases they can be for example i will see diabetes in some people um when they eat a lot of sweets but then i don't see diabetes in some people who can eat all the sweets possible but they get something else for example they will get an autoimmune disorder they get rheumatoid arthritis extreme pain in their bodies and things like that so that depends but originally this starts with the mind this is why i was telling about the connection about the thoughts and what happens to the body because this on an onslaught of this repetitive you know um you know negative thought processes repetitive emotional upheavals repetitive uh, you know people who have gone through like post traumatic disorder and haven't resolved the trauma or the emotions behind the trauma uh, keep going over that again and again and again so ultimately the um the um circuits which are formed or the thought loops which create these uh chemicals neurotransmitters and um whatever you know the loop is um they they start um causing uh weak genes even and mm-hmm. um they you know the original genes were which were so powerful they are destroyed and so the new you know genes which are formed mm-hmm. are so weak that they again if the if it's not recognized and the onslaught of these thoughts don't change right. they cause they are turned on to cause cancer they cause, they can be disease and they can be all of that right. because if you think about the biggest um evidence for that is people when you have children who are up to 12 um maybe a little younger nowadays but uh who are not exposed to this external environment and do not think about uh, a lot you know use their minds for the future and you know worry and you know concerns and everything they're pretty happy and healthy now one may say oh they have young bodies and everything yes the trauma starts there though when you know you start thinking process and everything mm-hmm. how we are conditioned in this in this day and age um and you don't know how to handle stress you do not know yourself so you think that um everything which is happening outside of you is real and so you go with that and you don't ever find or you don't um give your body that space which we're talking about for healing so the body is not able to do its job and so you're disrupting it each time so different people get different diseases so there's a lot of signs behind it um how this happens so literally everything is psychosomatic and when i'm talking about mind body it is not about labeling people having oh people all people who have depression will get disease it's not that the point is how is the mind connected to and uh, the body and how does the mind keep the body from healing is the problem so that is what i'm trying to say so even in traumas if like i was like i was explaining if you if you're coming out of the emotional issue your body heals perfectly i've had people why do children heal so quickly and adults heal mm-hmm. so slow yeah. because they dwell on these things and they almost doubt the healing process they're not allowing they're stressed out they don't allow it if the if a child breaks its bone it's healed in 6 weeks and you're done you're all new almost you know so that is the difference in that in in that thing where you give a environment for healing or not so i think if the body's constantly in the survival mode there is no chance of healing and some are more than the others mm-hmm. and it's not even whether they've been through circumstances or situations it's just an innate thing about how they cope with life and how do they look at life how do they 
perceive things from their environment so all these things are some things they come with you know we we children come with or we come with and unless we look into ourselves and introspect and say this doesn't make sense how can i get better at uh, perceiving things differently uh, or looking and uh, changing my um, you know um, viewpoint on uh, things which I had believe or the, letting go of the limited beliefs which I've acquired um, things like that then it's going to be a different situation like in health in mm-hmm. health wise yeah so uh, to kind of wrap up with integrated care and this is a more of an extended uh, explanation um, just one final question here it seems to me that patients need to recognize the need for integration, the way you are, are, are uh, suggesting this. Uh, what prevents that from happening? You know, what's preventing people, patients, clients, uh, or general public at large from recognizing what you are saying here? Because people may agree with this, but then what? I mean, that's, a, that's another thing also. That's another question also. So what's, what's preventing this kind of awareness from really coming up? So the first thing is... Um People don't, even if people know it, they don't have evidence to back it up or they don't have the time to give the evidence. So I think that's one thing. Mm. Um, Secondly, we live in an environment in health uh, where there are certain things which are believed or even the traditional doctors saying this is just the way and that's it. And so people think that they have to live with certain things which has not been found out. Um, so they just go on. And the second thing, is, I mean, and the other thing is, uh, it's a pharmaceutical world right now. Right. Everybody wants a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they have pain, they don't care where it's coming from as long as the pain is gone. But you know, it's like a crying child. You just put a pacifier in the mouth without knowing why the child is crying. Mm-hmm. So you are shutting the symptoms out. Mm-hmm. So that is why it's, and that's the way it's been because that's how the um, the the world the, that's the impression created in the public. Now it's also coming from special, you know, you know, authorities who you trust. So when you're sick, you know you have to go to the doctor. But if the doctor is telling you in the traditional mode, we're not taught about integrated care. So if they're telling you one thing, you could you just go with it and trust it and go along. Mm-hmm. And the only thing people know in the traditional aspect is, oh, this person has these symptoms classified as depression. So I have depression, and even for that, oh okay, take the medication right. and, and maybe some therapy and, um, and yeah, that's it. That's Sometimes you don't even provide therapy. People mm-hmm. just take medications and they don't want to go for therapy right. because they don't understand the extent yeah. of this mind-body connection. Right. And then the third thing is we live in a world where uh, it's all insurance ruled, you know. So people have, you know, health insurance. Some people don't have any, but even the people who have health insurance is they are uh, completely uh, controlled by the traditional system. They will not cover any of the other, um, you know, med- medical systems. Um, and granted, there's not enough proof, you know, for them to cover anything and everything. We don't know if it works or not. So those are all the barriers which don't allow people to get care. And the last thing is, I think people's priorities are different in life. You know, unfortunately, health and well-being is the last thing they're thinking of. Everything is based on pleasure. Everything is based on desires being fulfilled, um, material stuff acquiring. All these can happen also with taking care of yourself, but it cannot be at the cost of your health. And this is what's happening because people will go and spend... um, 
hundreds of dollars uh, for a beauty treatment, but they will not spend $50 going and getting an uh, alternate uh, or a complementary medicine, even even paying paying money for, uh, you know, their doctor's visits. They, they fight about it. So this is the paradigm shift one needs to have. What is important to me? And why am I not looking at my health the way I should be looking? Because that's the only thing you have. If a person dies, then tomorrow... What is the worth of having or planning all these things and striving so hard, working really hard from day and night? And yes, we have to, we have to plan for the future. But if you do only that, then you're really not living the present because the only right. things which are pertinent is the present moment. Yeah. So I think those are all the things. I mean, they're all different topics to talk about. But I think those are all the barriers which prevent people from, you know, understanding what health is about and where they should spend the money to get care. Okay, very nice. Thank you very much.